What's up? Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Friday, April 3rd, 2015. As always, broadcasting from the Beantown Athletics Studios in Dorchester, Massachusetts. Special thanks to our guests in studio the last couple days, Billy Jaffe, NHL analyst, joined me on Wednesday. And then yesterday, Sam Kennedy, the COO of the Boston Red Sox, also the executive vice president of the Red Sox and the president of Fenway Sports Management, uh, did a nice job yesterday joining me in studio for the entire show. We got a lot of good stuff out of him and uh, really just some insight into the marketing world of the Red Sox front office and really where their head is at with regards to some of the major moves they made this offseason and one that they didn't make or at least they tried to make with the whole John Lester thing. So it was interesting to get his take on that. He ended up flying down with uh, the ownership group to meet with Lester in the offseason. As we know, Lester is now a Chicago Cub. Lester will be on the mound on Major League Baseball's opening night this Sunday night. It is the Cubs and the Cardinals going at it in that one. And then the Red Sox here locally begin their regular season opening day on Monday in Philadelphia. They'll play a couple against the Phillies, and then they'll go to the Bronx for a few against the Yankees. Uh, So baseball is here this weekend. That's why uh, this is an exciting weekend, but also because the Final Four uh, will begin tomorrow night on Saturday. It will be Kentucky, Wisconsin, Michigan State, and Duke. And if you're looking for the spreads, I got them for you. Right now, Michigan State is a five-and-a-half-point underdog to Duke, and Wisconsin is a five-point underdog to Kentucky. Now, uh, to give you a sense as to what that means, Michigan State is a seventh seed in this tournament. They're certainly not playing like one. I told you to go with Michigan State from day one. I have them in my final four. and In fact, I have Michigan State beating Duke in this semifinal game. So I don't even know if I'm going to take the points. I'm going to take Michigan State to win this game with the money line and with the Wisconsin-Kentucky game only being a five-point spread, I think Kentucky's gonna. I think Kentucky's gonna handle them by more than five. Kentucky got a scare against Notre Dame in the Elite Eight, but I do think that's one of the situations in which Calipari then takes his team and goes to work on them and practice this week, and they are not going to have a close one against against Wisconsin. That's at least what I'm going to put my money on. Michigan State money line. Uh, because you know, if you want to be safe, take the points five and a half. Because if something does happen and they do lose this game, it definitely is going to be close. That's the way I feel. And the Kentucky game, though, a five-point spread, I don't feel is big enough. I feel very comfortable taking the Kentucky Wildcats in this one, uh, and then taking one step closer to their perfect season. I do think Kentucky will be playing Michigan State in the championship game on Monday night, but we'll preview that championship game on Monday because we will know the teams for sure. But I am telling you this, I feel very comfortable telling you today it is going to be Kentucky-Michigan State. So the final four, uh, the semifinals will be tomorrow night on Saturday. And then we have Major League Baseball kicking things off on Sunday night. As I mentioned, the Cardinals and the Cubs in that one game, Sunday night baseball. I believe it's on ESPN, too, because ESPN has the women's basketball tournament, I believe. Well, they have some basketball tournament. It's not the NCAA men's, 
Uh, we know what channels those are on. They're not on ESPN. But ESPN has something else. So Sunday Night Baseball will be on ESPN 2. Uh, this show today, I will give my Major League Baseball preseason predictions before I close this thing out. And and really, you know, the last couple days when we get the guests in studio, sometimes I might miss some of the stories or there's some stories. Like, for instance, yesterday with Sam Kennedy in studio with me, I'm, you know, I'm not going to talk about, I'm not going to really get into Bruins or Celtics playoff races because that locally is what we have going on. It's an exciting time of year with regards to not just Final Four, not just baseball regular season beginning, but also because, you know, you got the Masters next weekend, um, and then we're really right on the verge of ending the regular seasons for hockey and basketball and getting into the Stanley Cup playoffs and getting into the NBA playoffs. And here in Boston, we have our eye on both of those playoff races. Bruins with a big win last night over the Detroit Red Wings. I've knocked Riley Smith a lot on this show and all my forums basically for a long time. But last night, they wouldn't have won that game without Riley Smith and the effort that he had in the first two goals, setting up the first two goals. So I got to give credit where credit is due there. He deserves the credit, really, uh, more than anyone, I believe, for that Bruins win last night in Detroit. So now the Bees, while still fighting for their playoff lives, they certainly have their eye on that third-place prize in their division, which could possibly give them a better shot uh, to set themselves up for a first-round series against the Tampa Bay Lightning team that I think is the best matchup for the Bruins. Not that I think not that I think the Bruins match up well against anyone in the East, because I don't think they do with their depleted defense. But if you are going to tell me, well, if they don't match up against anybody, who would you rather see them face? And you gave me the three teams that are most likely to face the Bruins in the first round, the Canadiens, the Rangers, and the Lightning, I'm going to say I feel more comfortable playing the Lightning out of those three teams. That doesn't mean I'm going to be sitting there telling you they'll win that series, the Bruins, but I think they have a better shot to win that series in the first round and maybe let somebody else sneak up on Montreal, maybe let the Capitals or the Penguins sneak up on the Canadiens and try to get them out. Maybe you get some luck going your way and you can ride a hot goaltender and you can, who knows, make a little bit of a run. I don't think the Bruins will make a run, but those are the things that I think need to happen um, in in order for that to even be a possibility. So we'll keep our eye on the Stanley Cup playoff race, the NBA playoffs. The Celtics are going to go back and forth here, I think, the next couple nights between that eight seed and then being on the outside looking in. We'll see how that finishes. Kelly Olynyk playing with basically his eye closed. He got elbowed in the face at practice by Shavlik Randolph. And, uh, I, you know, I expected him to be out there with, a, with an eye patch because that would be a pretty good thing to sell in the TD Garden, right? You could, can you envision Celtics fans going to games with an eye patch on with the Olenek jerseys and their long hair and their wigs? You could, you could make, look, I should be doing the marketing for the Celtics, right? You could sell at the Garden a long, nasty wig that has an eye patch connected to it and it's just the Olenek headgear. And you could, I think you can make some pretty good money off that. Now, if you get into the playoffs, of course. <laughs> I don't think people are going to be buying that for next season. But it's certainly something that you'd be able to market this year getting in uh, to the playoffs. We'll see how that plays out. But out of all these things that are going on right now, uh, I am most excited about regular season baseball. There's so much, 
You know, the baseball offseason is an exciting time of year. The winter is big for signings and even some trades. You know, big names are always talked about in Major League Baseball to be moved, whether it's a guy signing with a new team or a guy being moved in a trade. And then you get into spring training. And, you know, there's a lot of people, and look, this is what they do. You know, the people who cover baseball and they don't cover anything else, right, the beat writers, or even some of the columnists, the people that travel down to spring training that are basically put into this baseball world and there's nothing else going on. They don't watch college basketball regular season. They don't watch NHL or NBA regular season. Um, Yeah, they might pay attention to some NFL stuff and the NFL playoffs, but really when spring training begins, Super Bowl is over, some of these people in the media – you know, the baseball beat writers, you know, all they do is cover baseball. So, in fairness to them, I can understand why they take certain stories and they make a bigger deal out of certain things than someone like myself does, who, in in my position, you know, behind a mic, being here back in Boston and being on a podcast every day, in which I don't necessarily just focus on Boston stuff. We do a lot of national stuff. I give you a Boston edge to it. But that doesn't mean I just uh, uh, abandon all the national stories. No, I think we do a pretty good job on this show to give you the biggest news of the day or the week or whatever's going on, even if it's not Boston-related. But, you know, it's, it's different in my position than it is for, let's say, a baseball beat writer. So in fairness to the baseball guys, media members, that blow some things out of proportion in February and March... Uh, You know, that's really their job, is to give us the baseball news. I don't like, if you've listened to me before, you know, I don't like to spend too much time on spring training storylines. You know, unless it's a major, major, major injury. You know, if you got a a top dog starting pitcher that that needs Tommy John and is going to be out for the season. Or if you got a rotation and a team that needs an ace or is involved in certain trade talk, like the Red Sox here have been involved in Cole Hamill's trade talk, then, you know, you keep an eye on that, and and you bring up this story if something comes about with it. But for the most part, I don't take the production of certain guys to mean much. You know, there are, I guess there are certain players in which you can look into it and say, well, okay, maybe he's healthy now. Or, um... You know, while maybe this is a little bit of a concern and and maybe we should uh, take this guy at this position and look somewhere else in the organization to give another guy a shot just in case this kid doesn't pan out. But I would never give up on someone. I would never give up on a young kid because of spring training stats. And at the same time, I'm not going to necessarily crown somebody to be the, the second coming uh, just because, you know, he hits 400 in the Grapefruit League. Like, I, I'm just not going to go there. A couple of years back, Jackie Bradley Jr. was someone that we were all sort of looking at and, and thinking, wow, this kid could be the next best thing, the center fielder for the Red Sox. That didn't pan out. There was a lot of overreaction to what he was able to do in spring training, and even when he first came up in, in, in the show. Now, last year for Jackie Bradley Jr., it was terrible. But once again, he's come back. He's had a good spring training. I don't, he's going to go down to the minor leagues. He's already been sent down. Him and Rusnak has steel. They've been sent down to the minor leagues. 
How is this going to play out for the Red Sox this year? I don't know. Alan Craig, I guess he's a good piece in the outfield. Uh, I think Victorino's going to get more. I think he's going to play more games than people are expecting him to this year. Uh, Victorino's a motivated guy. He's a competitive guy. I think he hears a lot of people talking, and I think he's going to prove it a point. Prove a point to go out and at least play. Now, am I telling you that Victorino's going to be as productive as he once was, or as uh, clutch a player as he was in 2013 postseason? No, I'm not going to tell you that. But I do think he's going to be motivated to play this year, and 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 play through some smaller injuries that, well, perhaps maybe he wouldn't play with um, if there was sort of nobody that, that he had to look over his shoulder uh, with. And and that's sort of what he has to do, Rustan Castillo. You know, because Mookie Betts has, has really made his mark. He's going to be the center fielder for this team. But again, I'm not going to sit here and put him in a Cooperstown just yet. And if you ask me if he's untouchable in a trade right now, I tell you, no way. How could you make Mookie Betts untouchable? Because you've seen him in spring training? You've seen success in what I call meaningless baseball games with regards to the result of those games? I, I can't make a guy untouchable because of that. I can't do it. I know what a team needs, and I know a team needs an ace. You're not going to win in Major League Baseball without dominant pitching. You just won't. So where I stand, I won't make this a Red Sox preview. I'm going to make this a Major League Baseball preview. But just to get this out of the way right now, Where I stand with the Red Sox this season is, I think they are going to be good enough. Their rotation is going to be good enough. It's the rotation of hope, as I mentioned on this show. As I've mentioned, uh, as I mentioned on TV last night, the rotation of hope. You got a lot, you know, Rick Porcello. You're hoping he can have a breakout season. Seems like he's been in the league forever, but he's only 26 years old. Uh, Detroit got rid of him. Detroit could use him. Verlander now in the DL. They didn't re-sign Scherzer. Scherzer's in the National League with Washington. Uh, So, you know, Detroit could use him. He ended up, they sent him to the Red Sox for Cespedes. Could work out for the Tigers because Cespedes in a contract year, swinging a big bat, I think that he could have some monster numbers. You know I'm a big contract year guy, especially in Major League Baseball. If you're going to go out and look at players who are going to be successful in this sport, in this league, man, you got, you have, you have a very good chance. You, you have the really a better chance than than most players, I think, in this league, uh, to go with guys and to have success with guys that are in contract years, really. And I think you know Cespedes is that type of guy. Contract year for him. Look out, he's going to have a big season. But certainly, the Tigers can use some can use some pitching. Uh, outside of what they already have, given the fact that you don't know what Verlander's health is going to be this year, and also you lost Max Scherzer. But Porcello, the Red Sox are hoping he has a breakout season. The Red Sox are also hoping that Justin Masterson can have a you know can have a bounce back year. Uh, they're also hoping that Clay Buckholtz can, you know, be the leader of this rotation can stay healthy, and can give them even a flash of what he showed you in the first half two seasons ago, right? A couple seasons ago. Just, they, just, they just want a, a flash of that. Will he give it? We don't know. You hope he will. It's a rotation of hope. Now, I won't get into the whole Buckholtz shilling thing. Shilling knocked Buckholtz um, for being a guy that he doesn't think wants it. He doesn't want to be the ace. Buckholtz came firing back. 
If I were Clay Buck Colts, shut the fuck up. Just pitch. Okay? And look, I like Buck Colts. And, you know, if Clay Buck Colts was, was in a room with me and he had a problem with me saying that, you know what I'd tell him? I'd say, listen, big dog, go back into the archives. When everybody and their mother was crushing you, I had your back. I mean, there's nobody in this town that's have Clay Buckholtz's back more than me. But just because Kurt Schilling has something to say about Buckholtz and how bad he wants it, here's what you do to answer that question. I don't care if you're asked about it in the media, because you even answering that question is making you look bad. It's making Schilling look right that you care about that. Don't care about that. Don't care about what the outsiders think. Don't care about a guy on first base and what he's going to do. You're so worked up about this stuff. You, you're just proving his point that you are a fucking head case. Forget about it. Here's how you answer the critics. You go out and you pitch like you pitched in the first half two years ago when you were, what, 14-1 and one with an ERA under two? And you were going to be the starter for the American League in the All-Star game if you didn't get hurt. And then, of course, you got hurt, and nobody really knew what was wrong with you, and you never really came back. And you came back late, but, uh, you know, it wasn't in the same, you weren't the same in the same form. And since then, you know, last year was, was a fucking disaster. But you need to prove it. You know, this is a, this is a game, this is a results-based business more than anything. This is an individual sport. You get on that mound, and when you have two strikes on a guy, you better put him away. I don't care if there's a runner on first. I don't care if the bases are loaded. Results. Show them to us. Don't get in a fucking shouting match with Kurt Schilling. Guess what, Clay? You're never going to win that. You're never going to win that war. So go onto the mound, put your big boy pants on, and go pitch. Because we know you got the talent. We know you do. At least I do. I've seen it. And I know you've seen it. So go do it. I'm going to be rooting for you. But I just need you to shut the fuck up when it comes to getting in arguments with Kurt Schilling. Don't even answer it. I don't even want to hear you. T- if you're asked about that, the, in fact, you know what you should do? You should just go on. Uh, you know what you should have done? You should have said, fuck this. I'm not even talking to the media. Oh, media relations? You're going to get mad at me? Okay, great. You won't give my boy Danny Picotta media pass. I'm not talking to you guys. That's what you should say. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> what the? What was that? Was Brock, oh, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. Unbelievable Instagram. What is the Instagram called, by the way? This oh, is my a- new favorite Instagram? Yeah. The Wrestling Classic. Oh, man. It's, it's great. awesome, yeah. It's great. It just have all... They just continue to put old wrestling clips. And what, 15-second clips? Yeah, they put up clips, We were pictures. watching the Macho Man beat up... You know, he attacked the Ultimate Warrior this morning. Oh, great nostalgia. It, yeah. Great. And that was Brock Lesnar. I, when did he say that? <laughs> Can you play that again? This that is Brock the, Lesnar. Uh, this is like a promo video for Heyman Hustle. Mm-hmm. And this is the end of the video. This is how he signs out. From me to you, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's Brock Lesnar. Now, he didn't say that in the ring. I don't know where he said it. looks like he said it in, a, in an alleyway or something, in the, in the parking lot. I don't know where. He did have the WWE belt around his shoulder. So I wonder how Vince felt about that, you know? You wonder, if they're going to ever get to a time where they're going to swear in the ring. Now, I know Stone Cold says whoop-ass. He used to say, can't open a can of whoop-ass, right? They ever get to a point where, you know, they got their own network. They can start saying some shit. The uncensored version? Yeah, the uncensored yeah. Raw. Monday Night Raw uncensored. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe there's a future in that. 
I have no idea. But there are a lot of kids that watch and listen. So, um, but maybe there's something they could do at, at, at some point past a certain hour. I have no idea. Anyways, anyways, Clay Buckholtz, you need to do exactly what Brock Lesnar said. And, and that is, you know, tell people to just shut the fuck up and just go out and pitch. Just go out and pitch. And, and don't get into any, any arguments um, with the media. If somebody fires at you, you know what to do. Just go out and pitch. That's it. But we hope that when he does pitch, he pitches uh, to the potential that we know he has and he stays healthy. It's just a rotation of hope. And Wade Miley, what they hope with Wade Miley and what I hope with Wade Miley is that he doesn't make this Ruby De La Rosa trade look like the worst thing that the organization's ever done with one of the young top pitchers. They sent De La Rosa uh, to Arizona for Wade Miley along with Alan Webster. And right now the Red Sox are in a situation in which they got questions, major questions, on the back end of their bullpen. Koji Uihara, 40 years old, uh, he is hurt. Will he be healthy this year? I don't know. They're going to have Mujica in that spot. Clearly Mujica is a guy that, look, he's proven it before. He's had successful seasons as a closer. And... You know, I, I, I just, what I've seen out of him in a Red Sox uniform has not been great, and I don't feel really comfortable with him as the team's closer. So I think they're going to have major questions there moving forward. So De La Rosa was supposed to be a guy that I thought at least was the closer of the future for this Red Sox team. Turns out he's now in Arizona, and you put, you know, all your chips in the Wade Miley basket there to think that Wade Miley's this guy that is... Well, I think they hope, you know, has a breakout year as well with them. So you're hoping for a lot of things with this rotation. And, of course, Joe Kelly, who's a little banged up now himself, uh, he had told the world that he was going to win the AL Cy Young this year. I guess the hope is that he even comes somewhere close to some of the guys that I think are actually going to contend for the AL Cy Young. I will give you my AL and NL Cy Youngs uh, before this show is done, as well as my Major League Baseball regular season predictions, but as for the Red Sox, and just to wrap them up specifically for a minute for my local audience, um, I think they have a good enough rotation where they will win somewhere between 86 to 88 games. I'm going to go with 87. You know, the over-under, we did it last night on, on TV on Comcast Sportsnet. The over-under is 86 and a half, I believe. I picked over just barely 87 wins for the Red Sox. I think it's a dogfight in the AL East, and um, I think the Red Sox will be good enough where they'll be in contention for at least a wild card. Let's see what they then do at the trade deadline. We've talked a lot about Cole Hamels. Perhaps by July 31st, that is that is when that trade is most realistic. You know, maybe the Phillies will find themselves down and out in the NL East, and they can see a move that they could make with the Red Sox. And maybe for the Red Sox, they might not have to give up as much at that point in time. But we'll certainly wait it out. I, I, I don't expect now, and now that the season's going to begin, look, if the Red Sox want to do it, go do it. I, I would love to see them do it. I'm just trying to be realistic as to what they're going to do. And even Sam Kennedy yesterday, when I asked him about that, he did go out of his way to, you know, introduce the fact that, hey, Moves on July 31st might be a little bit more realistic, especially for this club. And maybe even, you know, we were talking about Cole Hamill, so we'll, we'll wait and see on that. But I think the Red Sox rotation is going to be good enough to go along with an improved offensive lineup where they will be in a playoff race late. 
And I have him getting one of the wild cards. I have him in that wild card game. I do. I have him in the wild card game. So, uh, without further ado, my 2015... Oh, and, and, you know, people... I wrote a column in the Boston Metro. It's out today. It basically gives away my World Series champion. You know? So, that's what I did. I don't have... I don't have a big enough word count in that column to give you my entire prediction, so I'll give them to you here today. But, you know, there's a lot of people that say, well, I, you know, I don't like to make predictions. Well, these people that don't like to make predictions, these are the people that never get them right. Now, am I telling you I get my predictions right all the time? No, but I don't just throw shit against the wall. And same with my NCAA bracket. You know, when people say, well, we don't care about your bracket. Well, you should have. Because I gave you some pretty good picks, and I gave you Michigan State, and you'd be winning a whole lot of money if you listened. I'm not telling you to put all your money on all my picks, but I am telling you that I don't just come up with shit out of nowhere. I do try to actually analyze the results of everything, and when it comes to Major League Baseball predictions, it's probably, um, I enjoy doing the Major League Baseball predictions more than any other sport going into the season, because there's so much to look at with rotations Teams get a new closer. Uh, you know, they add a big bat in the middle of their lineup. I just, uh, there's injuries. I love it. I absolutely love looking at the league, you know, taking this week, going into the season, and looking at every team and thinking, okay, this is how this team improved. This is how this team got worse. How about this division? Who's going to make the playoffs? Who's going to get the awards? I love it. And I make these predictions uh, because I, I I like to think I'm, I'm – I, I I like to think that with my previous predictions, I'm usually on the right path with some of this stuff. Like, for example, last year, I told you Madison Bumgarner was going to win the NL Cy Young, right? I told you that going into last year. And now he didn't win that. Clayton Kershaw ran away with it. Now, Clayton Kershaw, MVP, Cy Young. But Bumgarner, I was on the right path. Bumgarner had a tremendous season. And in the postseason, had one of the best postseasons we've seen, you know, in in a maybe ever for a pitcher, starting pitcher, and then come, came in for the close and the clincher to win a championship, World Series MVP. So I was on the right path with the Madison Bumgarner pick. I actually predicted seven of the ten playoff teams correctly last year. I picked every National League, all five National League playoff teams correctly. I didn't do as well in the American League, um, and you know I didn't have the Giants win in the World Series last year, but I had them in the tournament. I had them in the playoffs. So I I was okay with my picks last year based on what ended up happening. I had the Cardinals win it all last year. I did. And um, if you read my Boston Metro column today, you know where I'm going this season to win it all. But without further ado, let me me start from scratch, huh? Let me start from scratch. And uh, Pete... My producer, Pete Needham, will cue up some some good old baseball music for you. You know, he'll cue it up, and um, I think you know what this is. You know what this is. If you ever been to a ballpark and walked in a little early, right, this is before the players get up and get to choose their own music. Or maybe they play it in between batting practice and, and first pitch. Either way, gets in the mood. Gets you in the mood for baseball. Sunday night, Cubs, Cardinals, Red Sox locally begin Monday. Let's get to it. My 2015 
Major League Baseball predictions. I'll begin division by division, division winners. And I'll start with the AL East. I just told you the Red Sox are going to be good enough uh, to, I think, get a wild card spot. They will not win the division, though. It's going to be a dogfight. And it's going to be a dogfight between three teams. The Yankees, the Red Sox, and the Baltimore Orioles. I'm going to go with the Yankees to win the AL East, though. I think their rotation can be dominant if they stay healthy. CC Sabathia has increased velocity this year after a very bad season last year. Um, Sabathia has increased velocity. Pineda, if this guy can stay on the field, not just health, but also not be suspended for putting pine tire on his neck, then he's he, can, he has the stuff to be one of the best pitchers in baseball. I love Michael Pineda. I wish he was on the Red Sox, to be honest. But again, the question is health. The same thing with Tanaka. But if the Yankees stay healthy, and I know it seems like a big if, especially if you're a Yankee fan, I think the New York Yankees are primed to have a big season. They're going to win that dogfight in the AL East because of their rotation, and the Yankees will be the division winner in the AL East. AL Central? Man. I, you know, you look at that division... And it always seems to be Detroit, right? Detroit's like your automatic, like, go-to AL Central team. No, I don't have Detroit in the playoffs. You lose Scherzer. You got some real big concerns with Verlander. Not just health, but maybe even production, right? So I don't look at Detroit as being this team that's going to have the pitching staff and the dominant pitching staff they usually have. So I don't have them in the playoffs. I know Kansas City got in as a wild card last year. Um, but obviously they suffered some losses. They don't, you know, they don't have shields, right? Who ended up going to the Padres. Cleveland, eh, you know, they were in the race late last year. But I'm not going to go with the Indians. Definitely not going with the Twins who had 70 wins last year. They won't have that big a turnaround. I'm going with the Chicago White Sox to win the AL Central. Look at this. They add Jeff Samaja, which is a huge pickup for them. Uh, Jose Abreu, rookie of the year. You know, you look at Abreu's season last year. Hit 317, 36 home runs, 107 RBI. Again, AL rookie of the year. I have him in for a huge season this year with the White Sox. And you add a pitcher like Samaja to the mix. And also... David Robinson had a monster season last year as closer of the Yankees. He goes to Chicago. And uh, I haven't even mentioned who I think is one of the best pitchers in the game, Chris Sale. Chris Sale is going to have a monster year. And I look at this White Sox team, that top two, Samaja, Sale. And then you add Robinson to that bullpen, and Abreu is just getting better. He's going to have a monster season, an MVP-type season. I'm going to go with the Chicago White Sox uh, to win the AL Central. Uh, so I actually have the White Sox being the best team and best record in the American League. Um, AL West, I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm going to go with the Angels there's, we got to get that music kicked up again. Let's go. I got to get fired up here. <laughs> the Angels in the AL West. He needs it. What are he you doing? It. I need this music. The Angels in the AL West. I got to go with them. They had 98 wins last year. I think that the return, if they can get Garrett Richards 
to return and be healthy. Richards is a phenomenal young pitcher, and he got hurt with a serious knee injury late last year that I think really affected what happened uh, to the Angels. The Angels, you know, they got in, they were the one seed, and they got swept by the Royals. It was not good. I, I think if they get Garrett Richards have a season and get healthy, this is a very good Angels rotation. Uh, I have won the win the division. I've been high on Oakland the last couple of years, but look, I mean, they get rid of some major players. I mean, they added Lester last year. They didn't bring him back. Um, they added Samaja. They didn't bring him back. They still have Sonny Gray. Uh, they don't have Hamill. Uh, yeah, Sonny Gray is still there, and I'm one of the biggest Sonny Gray fans in 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 the world, really. I mean, I tell you that Sonny Gray, I'll tell you now, he's going to be in the race for the Cy Young. There's no question. But Oakland, too many losses. They traded Donaldson, right, to, to Toronto. I don't see them. I don't see Oakland getting in. Now, Seattle, they add Nelson Cruz. It's a big bat. Uh, he's coming over from Baltimore. I think Cruz has something to prove still, you know, even though he signs with the Mariners. Look, Felix Hernandez, you know what he brings to the table. Iwakuma, I don't know. I don't know what their staff is, though, outside of Felix Hernandez. That's why, you know, I, I battled in my mind, can Seattle compete in the division? I think they'll compete a little more than they did last year. But I can't possibly put either Oakland or Seattle over the Angels. You overlook Houston for now. Texas? No, you Darvish out for the season, right? Tommy John, right there, right away. I got to rule them out. They had 67 wins last year without Darvish this year. What are they possibly going to have? Angels, this is one of the easiest divisions to pick based on what happens to other te- based on what happened to other teams in the division this year and what the Angels are getting back this year in Garrett Richards. I'm going to go with the Angels to win the AL West. My two wild cards in the American League. I told you the Red Sox, I think they'll get a wild card. And the Baltimore Orioles. How about that? Three AL East teams in the playoffs. It'll be the Orioles versus the Red Sox in that wild card game. Orioles, last night on TV, Dan Shaughnessy was sitting to my left. And he said, you know, the Orioles are getting overlooked. They're getting disrespected. And he might be right with that. Because not just their pitching staff that's returning, but also you look at a couple guys in that team, Matt Wieders. Okay, Matt Weed is in Chris Davis. Davis did, doesn't isn't going to hit for average, but these two guys are in contract years. Weed is Davis are going to have big seasons, I think. I'm a big contract year guy, as I said, in Major League Baseball. Orioles are going to have a big year. I look at the AL East really being won this year somewhere around 88 to 90 wins, right? It won't be, Orioles won 96 last year. I don't. I think the Yankees. Maybe they win 90. Maybe, but it's a dogfight between those three teams. The Orioles and the Red Sox will get the other two wild cards. Uh, I think in the American League, it'll look. You, there'll be some teams that'll be right there in that race. Uh, Kansas City will be battling for a wild card. You may even get Seattle battling, but I think uh, ultimately um, the Orioles and the Red Sox. Will be the two teams. You're gonna see three AL East teams. Can I give you some other play on the music? No. Come Why? On. What you want? Some, another lo- baseball song? Yeah, some local. Uh, some uh, local. A music. local. All right. Yeah. Well, no. We, this isn't local. <laughs> no, we don't want that. You jinxed it. Give me, give me the, give me the same song. Same Put me song. in, coach. Yeah. Oh, we gotta have it going. 
Unless you've got another good baseball song to play. I, I don't necessarily have one. You know, this is tough. I looked, I've been looking this up for a while. Yeah. Baseball songs. What are you playing right now? This is the this nah. is Tessie. No. I, you, know? <laughs> you, just, you just lost like 1,500 listeners by playing that song. You lost the host. I'll see you later. <laughs> I'll see you. <laughs> um, no, shut this fucking song Put off, Put me please. in, coach. Shut that song off. And it's no knock to the. That's, I'm not knocking the Dropkick Murphys, but I mean, you know, this is I'm we're like, talking. This is pregame baseball. This is that's a game. That's a song that they play when they win. Red Sox aren't going to win one. a championship. I'll tell you right now. You're going to rip your ears off. You shouldn't. I'm giving you some pretty good picks. If you want to make some money? <laughs> National League, NL East, Washington Nationals. Got to go with the Nats. They add Scherzer. Strasburg is going to have a big year. Bryce Harper is going to have a big year. You look at this division. All right, Matt Harvey's returning for the Mets. I'll be interested to see how he bounces back right away. Next year could be the biggest year for Matt Harvey. Maybe not this season. Uh, they're also dealing with an injury, Zach Wheeler, right? Uh, he's done for a while. So uh, the Mets, I have questions with their lineup as well, with their offense. I just can't put the Mets over the Nationals. I can't do it. Uh, Marlins, definitely not. Phillies. No, I think Phillies could be selling a whole lot by the time you get to July. Uh, and the Braves, no, I'm just, I'm not going to go there with the Braves. I don't like them trading Haywood. Jason Haywood, they trade him to the Cardinals. Haywood's in a contract year. And I know his power numbers are down, but this could be the, this could be the season. Contract year, Haywood, a kid who's shown some pop in his bat two, three years ago. This could be the one where he bounces back. I didn't like that trade for the Atlanta Braves. I like Haywood on a contract here. I'm going to take the Nationals in the NL East. NL Central. St. Louis Cardinals. I actually have them as the best team in the National League this year. Cardinals had 90 wins last season. They lost a big piece in their rotation last year. Middle of the year. Michael Walker. If you watch the World Series against the Red Sox a couple years ago, you know how good, if you watch the playoffs, how good Michael Walker is. That rotation could be one of the best rotations in baseball. Adam Wainwright, Lance Lynn, Michael Walker. I love the Cardinals this season. As I mentioned, they added Jason Haywood. Uh, I like having him on my team in a contract year. And again, Wainwright is just dominant. He's consistent. He's going to give you 30 starts a season. That's what he brings to the table. I love the Cardinals this season uh, to get to win. What, is, what will it be? The third straight? Division crown, I think, and and it always seems like they're at least in the NLCS. This year will be no different. I'm taking the Cardinals in the NL Central. NL West, and real quick on that NL Central, some people, a lot of people, in fact, I think everybody, putting their money on the Cubs in Vegas to win the World Series. I like Lester. You know I'm a big Lester guy. They have a lot of young talent in that Cubs organization. I don't know that this is the year. Maybe next year is more realistic. I'm not sold than the rest of the Cubs rotation outside of Lester either. So that's why I don't have him in the playoffs this year. But I think next year will be the year for the Cubs. Maybe not to win at all, but to, for me to take them seriously and be a serious contender. Um, in the, so I have the Cardinals one in the Central. The NL West. Pete, you heard me trying to pick this division, right? And I just I, I had a tough... This is the toughest division to pick. And I know the obvious pick is the Dodgers, right? Oh, they got the Dodgers. You got Kershaw, Greinke. I know. Gonzalez, Crawford. We got a collision last night. They're saying he's going to be okay. 
they got the major players. They got the the just dominance at the top of the rotation, right? That's what they have. And I know it seems like the obvious pick in that division because, you know, the Giants lose Panda. I guess you could say that Bumgarner, I don't want to say threw his arm out last year, but you wonder how he's going to pitch this season as well. I have the Giants in the playoffs getting a wild card. I picked the Dodgers to win the division with all of that said. But the San Diego Padres are the team that made that decision so tough. They add shields, and on top of that, you know, they have a rotation that I think, I I honestly don't think the Padres, yes, they made some big moves. They added Kemp, right? Um, they, they added a couple pieces offensively. But I think their rotation between Kashna and Ross, two young kids there with that rotation, Tyson Ross and Andrew Kashna, that go along with the addition of James Shields, and then, obviously, Will Myers. Can't forget about him. Their outfielders, Upton, Myers, Kemp. You know, we looked at those additions, and we said, all right, they added offense, but can they pitch? They can pitch. I'm not the biggest James Shields fan in the world, but I think he's good for this rotation. And I also think that you could see big seasons from the kids and Kashna and Ross. Maybe kids is a strong word, given the fact that they're in their mid to late 20s, but still uh, not as much mileage on the arm as Shields has. San Diego Padres made this decision in this division tough because I think the Padres are good. I have the Dodgers winning the NL West, but my wild cards in the National League are the Giants and the Padres. So in both leagues, I have a division that has three teams in the playoffs. Is it unheard of? I guess a little bit, but the wild card game in the National League will be Giants versus the Padres. I'll take the Giants in that game. The AL wild card. Orioles versus Red Sox. Eh. Red Sox fans don't want to hear this. I'm going to take the Orioles in that one. And my playoff predictions. Here it is. American League. White Sox over the Orioles in the ALDS. Angels over the Yankees in the ALDS. Sets us up for an ALCS of White Sox and the Angels. And I'm going with the Chicago White Sox to win the American League. National League. Cardinals over the Giants. Dodgers over the Nationals. Right? So that sets us up for the Cardinals and the Dodgers in the NLCS. You know how strongly I feel about the St. Louis Cardinals. I'm going with St. Louis to win the National League. Setting us up for a World Series of Chicago White Sox and St. Louis Cardinals. The winner, your St. Louis Cardinals will be 2015. World Series champions on the arms of Adam Wainwright, Lance Lynn, and the biggest difference maker, I think, in the National League this year from a team that usually gets pretty deep in the playoffs to a team that will actually win it this season. Michael Walker. Kid's got dirty stuff. He's back. He's going to be healthy. And if he is and he stays healthy, the Cardinals will win the World Series over the Chicago White Sox. To close it out, my just awards here. A.L. Cy Young. I'll give my Cy Youngs and my MVPs. A.L. Cy Young. Tough call because you know how much I just said I love Chris Sale. I also love Sonny Gray. I also think you're going to have uh, Pineda in the mix leading the Yankees to the postseason. But even though I don't have Kansas City in the playoffs, Yordano Ventura, 23-year-old young kid, showed me something last season. And he's got electric stuff. 
And I think this is a year he could come out, have a monster season, uh, be the leader of that Royals rotation, really be their top dog, but maybe their only top dog, their only dog. And Jordano Ventura, to me, is going to win the AL Cy Young, NL Cy Young. Johnny Cueto will be, will be in the mix because Cueto's in a contract year. Keep, but keep, the reason I didn't give Cueto this award is because I think he could get moved to an American League team. And for all we know, one of those teams I mentioned could come out and get him. I mean, the White Sox could be a team that goes out and acquires Cueto just as a rental to help add to that rotation of Sale and Samaja. And wouldn't that be something, right? So maybe you wouldn't look at him as NL Cy Young. I gave it to Adam Wainwright. I think he's going to have a monster season. I told you, uh, just the consistency that he has, giving you 32 starts a season. Adam Wainwright, my NL Cy Young. Yodano Ventura, my American League Cy Young. My AL MVP, I told you, White Sox, high in the White Sox. Jose Abreu was Rookie of the Year last year. Jose Abreu is going to be MVP. Keep an eye, though, on Yoannis Cespedes with uh, Detroit. I think in a contract year for him, he's going to have a monster season as well. But I'm going to give my AL MVP prediction to Jose Abreu of the White Sox. NL MVP is going to go to Bryce Harper. Right? Bryce Harper, I think he's due to have this monster season. Really, he's due to, to finish to have a full season. And when he has that full season, Bryce Harper is going to give us uh, some big-time numbers. He's got the swagger to go along with it. I'm going to take Bryce Harper as my National League MVP. And those are my predictions for the 2015 Major League Baseball season. We got someone out there trying to get my attention. Not sure that he knows I'm actually uh, recording a show right now. And my very important Major League Baseball predictions. We'll talk to you when I sign off, given the big fucking on-air <laughs> sign that's that. outside the door. Does nobody see that? The on-air sign evidently does not work. Hmm. Apparently. We need a big one. It does, uh, it does light up, though. It does flash, too. We yes. can do different things with it. Sometimes I, I like to put the blinkers on it, right? Just to... Just to let people know, but it didn't even work. I mean, I mean it's just the guy was just waving at me, yeah. like waving in the wind, like trying to get my attention, like he wants to come in. You can't come in. We're recording a fucking show right now, okay? Um, it's amazing that the amount of people that just don't get it. You know, I've done, I've been doing this show for, I've been doing this show for almost ten years, and you know, the one thing that pisses me off, uh, and this is here we go. You know, you got me going, right? You got me going. The one thing that pisses me off more than anything with this show is the fact that, you know, when we bring in a guest, like when we bring in Sam Kennedy yesterday, Red Sox COO, executive vice president of the Red Sox, and the president of Fenway Sports Management, you know, the first thing that people say is, oh, how'd you get him? Um, just, just know that I fucking got him, and, that's, and that he was sitting here in studio for an hour. Go listen to the show. That's all you need. Don't ask how I got him, right? You've been doing this show for eight years. When you get someone... Uh, you know, whether it's on the phone or in studio, man, I, I can't even tell you how many pro athletes I've had on this show over the years. I mean, doing it for my living room coach, big names that have called in. I mean, I had, you know, coach, managers, you, you name it, the players, they've been on this show. People still ask, how? That pissed me off. The other thing is, you know, people just don't get it when, you know, they try to get into get into the studio and, um, you know, when, when you know, they, they do certain things as you're in here and you try, you're trying to do something and do the broadcast the show and people just don't understand that this is actually, like, this is my life right here. 
<laughs> like this, like I get this, I get this hour. Oh, this to, means something to I you. I get this hour to broadcast every day, and uh, this is it for me. You know, I I plan on turning this into a major, a major outlet for people to get their sports and entertainment updates and takes on things. So, um, yeah, it's just another day in which people don't understand, but that's fine. It's just, I guess, fuel to the fire. But all 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 you need to care about is who I just took to win. Uh, the Major League Baseball World Series, 2015 World Series. Pete loves when I get fired up over shit like this. I got to find some good music for the rant music. Yeah, we yeah. got to. Well, I think maybe it's the Mighty Ducks music. <laughs> no, because then, then you won't stop. Well, I love that song. The Mighty Ducks song is a great song. It's not. We should have played that. We should have played that during the uh, Major League Baseball predictions. Anyways, we're going to wrap up the show. Wrap up the week. Special thanks to my guest this week, Billy Jaffe, who joined me in studio on Wednesday, and Sam Kennedy, as I mentioned, Red Sox COO, who joined me in studio yesterday. You can listen to every show at dannypicard.com. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes. If you don't have an iPhone, you can subscribe on Stitcher. Uh, the app is free. Either Any type of phone you have, you can also get it on TuneIn. Make sure you go to TuneIn.com and follow the Danny Picard Show today. As I mentioned, though, DannyPicard.com. My weekend schedule on WEEI, I believe Sunday at 1. No show tomorrow because they get the Red Sox game in the afternoon and the NCAA Final Four semifinal games uh, right after that. So I'm not on tomorrow. I'm on Sunday night. And then, oh, yeah, big news. In this studio, people are going to ask, how'd you get him, Danny? How'd you get him? Won't give a fuck about the content. They just want to know how. Stop asking how and just accept that it happens and accept the fact that on Monday, sitting in this studio with me to talk about the, well, we'll talk about a lot of stuff. Olympics will be one of them. The mayor of Boston, Mayor Marty Walsh, in studio Monday morning. Check it out at dannypicard.com. Have a great weekend. Again, Cardinals over the White Sox. It's great to have baseball back. See ya.